back to the Doggy Juice Pod, powered by Dimers.com. This is episode number 115, Tuesday, March 9th, 2021, and it has officially been one year since legal regulated sports betting launched in my home state of Illinois. It's crazy to think about everything that's happened over the past year, obviously, and I know uh, in a lot of aspects of life, it's a reminder of how quickly things can change in one single trip around the sun. I'm sure I'll be hearing a lot of where were you now? One year COVID-19 anniversary is coming up over the next few weeks, but it's crazy to think that just one year ago there was a packed house at Rivers Casino in Des Plaines and Eddie O made the first official wager in the state of Illinois, first official legal wager in the state of Illinois. And then one week later, everyone in the country was on lockdown. Casinos were shut down for good for several months. And of course, last year, March Madness was tragically cut short due to the coronavirus It was a sad time for me personally because not only did I put so much prep work in for the tournament, including a conference-by-conference tournament preview on this podcast, but a year ago uh, from today, I had locked down VIP spots at the Westgate Westgate Superbook for my bachelor party during Final Four weekend in Las Vegas, and that never happened. And I know I'm speaking for a lot of you listeners out there when I say that it was just terrible to miss out on March Madness and everything that comes along with it. Uh, The brackets, Calcutta pools, cheering on Cinderella's, everything that comes along with March Madness. But you better believe it's going to be back this year. And with conference tournaments already underway, I figured it would be best to bring on someone in the know, someone who is plugged into college hoops, someone who actually creates written content for the NCAA. And that is my friend and former co-worker Joe Bizell over at Play Illinois. Last night, Monday night, Joe and I sat down to make sense of this crazy and unique college basketball season and set the stage for everyone as we prepare for Selection Sunday and the NCAA tournament, which is taking place in 10 days' time as I record this. Uh, We also talked about the Big Ten and dish out a few of our sleepers from a value standpoint on the betting boards, so you definitely don't want to miss that interview. Just a quick disclaimer that the opinions expressed on this podcast are always my own and do not reflect the opinions of Play Up Limited or any of its subsidiaries, but in case you didn't listen to last week's episode, I announced that we officially launched the Play Up Sportsbook in the state of Colorado this month. So any of you listeners out there living in the Rocky Mountain State, you should definitely download the PlayUp Sportsbook app and give it a try. And definitely reach out to me personally for any feedback that you have on the app uh, early on here. We want to make sure the user experience is, is everything we want it to be. We have the best deposit bonus in the game at, tw- at uh, 200%. We also have a $20 free bet just for signing up. You don't even have to make a deposit to get that. So Definitely take advantage of that and come back to me with any early feedback you have because it's our aim at Play Up to provide the best possible sportsbook experience for all of you betters out there and definitely keep us on your radar because we are moving quickly to enter into the new states and it's something that I've been uh, working on personally tireless, tirelessly on my end. So uh, there's a lot of exciting things coming up soon on Play Up Send and also in the gaming space in general. And of course, when it comes to sports betting here in the U.S., the Doggy Juice Pod is always here to keep you up to date on the latest in state-by-state sports betting legalization. Yes, yes, sir. Sir. Yes, 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 sir. Before I cut to my interview last night with Joe Bizell, if you're looking to join a new sports book in your home state, be sure to check out dimers.com for a guide on which ones are available in your jurisdiction. 
As we always say here on the Doggy Juice Pod, shopping around for the best price and whatever you're betting is the number one thing that all of us bettors can do right away that's going to help pad our bankroll in the long term as quickly as possible. It's the single thing you could put into your arsenal right now without doing any research or creating any models or any of that that can help you put stack the deck in your favor, put yourself in the best position to succeed. And with more legal options available now more than ever to U.S. bettors, it's absolutely crucial to get as many books as possible um, at your disposal and sign up for them. So like I said, you could stack the deck in your favor uh, as March Madness approaches. And we're actually in the middle of March Madness as far as I'm concerned when it comes to conference tournament season. So be sure to check out the best books section over at dimers.com to get that information. All right, without further ado, let's get caught up to speed on all things college basketball and help set the stage for March Madness with the one and only Joe Bizzell. All right, ladies and gents, now that it's March Madness, it's time to bring out my big guns. And who better to talk college basketball with than former Doggy Juice Pod guest, my man Joe Bizzell. How's it going, Joe? Oh, it's going great, man. Yeah, I think I was last down here in like November 2019, which feels a couple of lifetimes ago. But no, <laughs> it's uh, it's great to be back and great to be talking college hoops again with you. Yeah, I, I'm so glad that you're back. I've been trying to get you back on, but we didn't have any college basketball to talk about last March, obviously. And then uh, this season, the way it's looked, I mean, we're, I'm just I think we're both just happy that we've had most of these games play, but it hasn't looked how we're used to. But I'm glad I got you back on this year, and it has man, it does feel like a lifetime ago when the last time I brought you on and that's probably like 50 episodes ago. So, so, so I know you've got a new gig. Tell, tell us uh, what you're up to these days. Yeah. So ever since um, early fall ish, I've been the lead writer at play Um And we, you know, we're in the same network as some uh, sites like legal sports report, the lines that some of your listeners may be familiar with, but yeah, basically I've just been cover heading up there, content just writing all the stories and we cover illinois sports betting industry news uh online casino you know it's kind of an equal mix or probably more on the industry side but also we cover the bears bulls illini etc so um yeah it's been great that's awesome yeah and you're also doing some writing for uh for the ncaa too right yeah, so it's it's good as we're having this college hoops conversation. <laughs> if any of if anyone listening to this um, will watch the games like on the official March Madness app, whether that's on desktop or mobile, if you see a little bit of uh, live updating, live blogging, digital commentary on the side, I will be doing that half the time for this tournament. Nice. So um, yeah, I've been sort of dialed in here for the last month or so at least. It was a little more casual before that, but yeah, I, I used to work for them full time, and uh, I'm I'm helping out a little bit for this tournament. Can you can you put like listen to the doggy juice pod on that update for everyone? <laughs> just like, I think it would be uh, strict strict no gambling. So I think I got to uh, steer clear of that. But uh, probably man, not going to work. <laughs> if, if only. Yeah, I mean, hey, the way things are going, man, maybe five or ten years from now, that'll be totally. Seriously, different. I think it's only. I mean, yeah, it's maybe only a matter of time. But I, I think, think for so. now, we're stealing clear, steering clear. <laughs> Understandable. Had, had to throw it out there so everyone can hear. It. <laughs> but I mean, no. So along those lines, though, this is like a perfect segue, but. Um, one year ago, we're coming up on an anniversary. We're recording this Monday night for all of you listeners out there on, on March 8th, but tomorrow is a big anniversary and talking about, you know, how the industry's changing so fast. Tomorrow's the one year anniversary of when sports betting launched in our, our home state of Illinois. And oh my gosh, does it feel like that was, that was many years ago instead of just one year ago, but we're coming up on, on that deadline, of course. And I know there's probably gonna be a lot of talk about it this week. Um, 
just, you know, across everywhere. But that first year, I mean, obviously the COVID-19 pandemic played a huge role on, on how things shook out. I mean, namely the, and, and you're, you've been writing all about this the past you know several months, but namely the executive orders coming from Governor Pritzker that that's, you know, lifting the in-person registration requirement that totally changed things because we were supposed to register in person uh, for, for every book for the first year and a half, uh, essentially. And that that's not happening anymore, obviously. So that's changed the entire dynamic of, of the industry. But I'm curious to hear your thoughts on, on, you know, where, how you think things have played out and what you've been observing um, in Illinois, because obviously you've been writing about this stuff and, and how COVID has, has really impacted the past year. Yeah. I mean, it's weird because COVID has run rampant on so many different professions, a lot of which in sports media, (laughs) um, ironically, and just, I don't know, I mean, several lives, et cetera. But I I always struggle with this in my stories, but COVID-19 may have been the best thing that ever happened to the Illinois sports betting industry. If we're just talking about handle and revenue and taxes and, you know, unimportant stuff like that in the grand scheme of things. But I mean, if you just think about it, it's just, it's such a huge difference. If we're really visiting casinos for the first 18 months of this, I mean, you know, in December, I think was the last revenue report report. Um, Illinois almost hit 500 million worth of wagers and that's just an absurd number that I don't even think we would have sniffed. I think we'd be probably somewhere in the 100 millions, maybe low 200s. Yeah. I'm not exactly sure. Um, so just by sheer size of handle and all of that good stuff, it's been huge. Um, I think in terms of the operators we are seeing succeed, that's played a big role. I think uh, Bet Rivers was in you know prime position in an in-person registration yeah. environment to be the king of Illinois and they're still doing really well here. But I think, you know, the law was, I think kind of written to bar DraftKings at FanDuel. And now, you know, we look seven or a year later and DraftKings at FanDuel are the number, are top two sports books by handle in the state. So it's, yeah, in per, you can't say enough about the in-person registration online um, difference. I think like something like 94% of Illinoisans place bets on their phone. That's not really too different than most States. Um, so I think that's the big takeaway. And then the other, there's a lot of different ways I can go, but the other thing I want to mention just cause we're, you know, March Madness is approaching and people in Illinois are feeling this now more than ever is that we can't bet on <laughs> Illinois and Loyola, Chicago. And um, I think people like us are aware of that, but maybe the casual better isn't, and you can't legally bet on them in Illinois. The good right. news is that there is legislation that could change that. The bad news is that the earliest that probably wouldn't pass until next football season so, yeah, you can't bet on Illinois or Loyola Chicago here. And what's probably the best college basketball season in Illinois since 2005. But I don't remember the last time we had two teams this good. So that, that part's definitely a bummer. It is. And, I mean, maybe it's saving the books a lot of money. Um, but <laughs> yeah. it's saved, you know, potentially down the line. But, no, that was definitely one of the backwards things, you know, aspects of the Illinois law right off the bat. And Unfortunately, you know, some states like Illinois in that regard, they're, they're learning the hard way there. You know, I think – Mm-hmm. You know, they 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 were they turned a blind eye and thought that hey maybe if, if we make this you know if we ban betting on Illinois college teams maybe no betting will happen at all but in reality they're just driving the action offshore and people are going to find a way mm-hmm. to bet on Illinois especially Illini fans oh, yeah. especially this year too so I think you know they were you know just for integrity reasons too when you when you do that you limit the ability to to monitor the betting action and, and look for irregular line moves so for the very reasons that the lawmakers were you know, banning betting on Illinois college teams, uh, they were, they were actually shooting themselves in the foot, so to speak. So they're preventing the, the very thing that they thought that they were, I guess they, they were enabling the very thing they thought they were preventing 
uh, so to speak. So it's good to see that they're, that they're learning though. And, and next year, you know, they're, that it looks like it's going to be in place, but yeah, that, that's been frustrating for a lot of people, but um, it's been quite the ride though. And I know you mentioned, you know, rivers, the way it was, you know, it was designed the law initially to, to really benefit them and squeeze out, you know, the penalty box provision, so to speak, DraftKings and FanDuel. But uh, so is, is it your sense? I mean, I, I've been seeing, you know, obviously DraftKings, FanDuel and, and rivers, those are the, the big three, but do you have any maybe like predictions on which one might be, you know, might be reigning supreme, you know, after March Madness, even even later on this summer before football season, or do you think it's going to kind of stay the same way? Yeah, I think it's going to probably stay the same way. But the big variable now is that Barstool is set to launch any day now, um, and that'll be really interesting. They they're in Pennsylvania and Michigan right now. I think they're the number three operator by handle in Pennsylvania. They're they're second actually in Michigan from the last time I checked. I don't think they're going to crack the. But they're not going to pass DraftKings or FanDuel here, I don't think. I could see them competing with Bet Rivers um, for number three. It's kind of hard to say. Um, and then you got Points Bet and William Hill at four and five. And honestly, Points Bet is one of my favorite um, sports books, but it's uh, hasn't. It's not doing poorly, but it's just hasn't been able to break into that top tier. And then William Hill, there's just not doesn't seem to be a ton going on there with them. But um, yeah, I don't see the order changing a ton, but I do see Barstool and potentially BetMGM when they join, which I think will happen within the next couple of months. I, I definitely see them shaking things up a bit. Yeah, yeah, there's definitely more players coming, and uh, that should only help betters too. And and especially when DraftKings makes the move to SB Tech fully, you know, for their odds provider, and uh, you're going to see different odds because obviously, like DraftKings and BetRivers both use Camby as their their odds provider, and and uh, Barstool is going to be the same mm-hmm. thing. So when when Barstool comes in, it's really not going to be that much of a difference in terms of the, the prices being offered to the betters. But it'll be nice, at least when DraftKings changes over, there'll be another option there for betters and uh, just you know more of an opportunity to line shop, which is obviously our biggest advantage as betters uh, mm-hmm. you know, moving forward. Yeah. So, uh, so let, let's transition now. I mean, that's it's really exciting just the one year, just to think how far we've come in one year, and you know how how far we can go you know, in the next year, then the year after that, but. Uh, let's shift the focus now to to college basketball and and what we thought we were going to get a year ago. I remember you know be, being at the launch myself at at Rivers Casino and and that was the week you know that was conference tournament week which is my favorite week of the year. It's usually this week even more so than well okay I guess I'd be lying I, the opening weekend nothing beats it in sports but in terms of of edges on the betting board I always traditionally do the best during conference tournament week just there's so many games uh, so much for odds makers to to stay on top of and. I think the best opportunities and, and we're looking at that this week and uh, it's, it's been quite the season and, and, and it's nice for us to have this back. And I know you're looking forward to this and there's no way they don't play these games, but I, I'm curious to hear what, you know, what your biggest takeaways are from this season because it's a season that's looked different than any other before. And I guess I'll, I'll start out with mine before we get to yours. And that's simply, I mean, I, I'm an Iowa alumni myself and, and, uh, and I guess Illinois is my, my second favorite team because my fiance went to went to Illinois. So I've you know I've adopted them, I guess you could say. And obviously it's the home state. And I'm gonna go out on a limb and say that for the rest of my life, uh, both of those teams will not have a season like this one together. You know, maybe Iowa Iowa's not a basketball school uh, by any means, but you know, we'll have our, our good years, you know, throughout my lifetime, I'm sure we'll, we'll we'll be at this level. And Illinois, more of a basketball school, they will as well. But I'm gonna go out and say that both teams being this good in the same year is just never going to happen again. And of course I am not able to take my fiance to an Iowa versus Illinois game this year. So it was really sucked from that angle. Uh, but, but for me personally, I just, I've really enjoyed watching those two teams play, but 
uh, curious to hear, and I know you're a Butler grad and it hasn't, uh, hasn't been, you know, quite the year that, you know, you're, you're used to with your standards with your team, but uh, curious to hear your just general takeaways from the season and, uh, and how it's looked so far. Yeah, hopefully Butler's never this bad again, but uh, <laughs> we'll see about that. Hopefully. I think I'm with you on Illinois and Iowa. Um, yeah, my, my main takeaways I think are, it's weird. I feel like this group of, you know, we probably already know who the one seeds are in Gonzaga, Baylor, Michigan, and Illinois. Um, and, and my first takeaway is kind of, I think those four teams personally are like, I think there's a big gap in between the one and two lines this year. I don't know if that's something we've seen, at least in, Recent years, I've been covering this pretty closely since 2016, back when I was at NCAA.com, and I'm really impressed with all four of the likely one seeds this year. Um, and that brings me to my second point, which is that the Blue Buds actually suck this year. <laughs> right, um, right. And so that's not what you'd expect, right? Like if, in a year where I, I feel like it is actually kind of top-heavy, um, you'd expect the Dukes, Kentuckys of the world to be in that mix, but they're not. Um, so that brings me to my third point, which is that just the whole – and I don't think one and done is well, it actually might be done if the NBA changes its draft rules. I don't know when exactly that might happen, but it does kind of feel like Calipari and Cave like lost their edge a little bit, even <laughs> in the last two years. Um and you know, maybe that's a little prison prisoner of the moment D because we're only two years removed from Duke's Zion, RJ, yeah, yeah. Cam team. But right. I do think more and more like it seems like the edge that they had at least, you know, as recently as three, four years ago is kind of gone and I almost feel like unless you have, you know, two or three top 10 picks and your team is all freshmen, like if you just have four or five stars, but you know, two of those guys are like in the twenties, it's probably, it does, it's not as good in reality as it, you know, as good as it looks on paper on 24 seven rivals, whatever the case may be. So I think those are kind of my, my top line takeaways from this season. Yeah, no, definitely. It's definitely not been a year for the Blue Bloods. And, you know, we knew going in that Gonzaga was going to be a top team and Baylor. They were returning all those guys from, from last year's team. But just but besides that, I mean, it's just been pretty wild to see, you know, all those usual names, like you said, you know, the Dukes of the world, even the UNC's, Kentucky, even Kansas, you know, just not being at the top. It's not what we're used to seeing. But I guess, you know, in the year like, you know, 2020 and heading into this year, it's, I guess, nothing really should surprise us anymore. Yeah. So. Uh, so, I mean, this year and along those lines, stuff we're not used to, we have a very unique NCAA tournament set up this year. And I bet you were, you wish you were back in college in Indiana right now at Butler for this, because the entire tournament is going to be played in the state of Indiana, but at different venues. And from my understanding, teams are going to fly in on Saturday, Sunday, and into Monday. And there's actually, um, I guess the schedule is, is there so the teams can really have their negative tests before the tournament begins, but it's a very unique look. And, and correct me if I'm wrong here, but there's supposed to be four quote unquote standby teams uh, this year, I think, or like, it's my understanding that like whoever, if a team ends up having to, you know, cancel and, you know, if they're not able to play in the tournament, then whoever one of the, you know, the standby teams are, they take their place and actually take their seed. So it's a situation where we could actually see Duke be a number one seed if they're one of the first four out, you know, and, and like if a Baylor, for example, is ruled out and Duke would just be slotted in to their to their space and same goes for like a you know McNeese State or like whatever like a small conference team that uh that could essentially slot into that number one seed but I mean correct me if I'm wrong right is that like it's just yeah. a really crazy unique situation with the brackets wouldn't that be crazy yeah that I, I'm not sure about the exact number of teams you could be right but I do know that it, the, the policy is just if if a team you know if Gonzaga goes down with an out well I think they already had an outbreak maybe a bad 
example, but if a one seed goes down with an outbreak and Duke is the next team in, they're a one seed. Yeah, that that would be quite the content. Um, but yeah, and you're definitely right about wishing I was back in college for that. That would be awesome. I probably wouldn't be very responsible if I was there, though. So it might be for the best. Um, but yeah, it'll it'll be different for sure. Um, yeah, I think they're gonna have they're gonna have some fans, not a lot. I feel like I've gotten used to the no fans thing. It, yeah, it, it took me a while. Like at beginning of this college basketball season, I was like, this is this is kind of like the NBA, just not as good of basketball. But now I, I've come around and I don't really even notice it anymore. So I, I'm definitely pumped. Yeah. I mean, I'm just happy to have the games after last year, especially mm-hmm. too. So it's oh, yeah. not, not going to complain, but yeah, it's just a unique setup. And, you know, listeners out there definitely wait to submit your brackets. Cause you know, if something mm-hmm. comes yes. out on Tuesday or Wednesday and you've already submitted, cause that's going to just, and I hate to be odds makers in that situation too. You know, if, oh, yeah. if all of a sudden the, you know, junk team is slotted into a number two seat or something like that. But, but I, from my understanding with the NCAA rules too, it's, you just need five to field a team. So mm-hmm. uh, to, to five on the court. So I, I really don't think it's a likely scenario where a team's going to drop out, but still, I mean, the, the rules are in place for that. So, um, so I mean, yeah, so kind of just moving on here with the tournament. Now I know we've been talking big 10 and the big 10 has been pretty exciting this year, obviously. And we're like you said before, most likely going to have, two number one seeds at uh, big 10 teams in Illinois and Michigan. But uh, do you think, I mean, are there any other maybe contenders or even pretenders in the big 10 that are going to play in the dance? Or are there any teams that do you see a team other than Michigan or Illinois uh, contending for this thing? Or do you think, you know, do you, you think Michigan is going to, is a bit un- overrated potentially or even Illinois or how do you think those teams are slotted in? Yeah, it's, it's tough. I've watched a lot of Big Ten this year. I, and I, I have no tie to Illinois. I think Illinois is really good. Um, they'll, they'll be going far in my bracket. I watched the Illinois-Ohio State game. I, you know, not that we could bet it here, but if we, were be, if we were able to, I was on Ohio State minus one and a half. And about 10 minutes into that game, it, the score was pretty close, but I regretted it. Like, Illinois just has FU talent, for lack of a better word. And I don't – and I think Ohio State and Michigan are both really good. I, I think they just lack that – overwhelming physical ability of guys like Kofi and Io. Um, I, I was really, I rode Michigan for a while this season betting wise. And I kind of hopped off the bandwagon once I felt like I was riding them right after their COVID pause. And I think I love how they move the ball. I love how they're coached. I love that they can shoot, but now I'm just, I mean, maybe it's yesterday's result against Michigan state. I am, I don't know. I feel like they may have peaked too early. I kind of feel the same way about Ohio state. Um, you know, since I'm a Butler grad, I Chris Holtman was actually there when um, he was the coach when I was there, and I think he's an awesome coach. But I've noticed this trend with him where when he is sort of the underdog, not even talking from a betting standpoint or maybe from a betting standpoint, but when he is just under the radar, you know, unranked or outside of the top ten, like I love him in that spot. Um, and I, I made a good amount of money on Ohio State when they were still, you know, outside of the top five and. Then once they got there, I faded them hard, and I was right about that. And I think for whatever reason, in, in his career, from what I've seen, Holtman's teams do not perform great with expectations. However, um, now they've lost four in a row. I think that's why I like them against Illinois. I thought it was a nice buy-low spot. But they're, I love how they play, but they're kind of the same way as Michigan to me, like a, a poor man's Michigan almost. They, I love how they, they move the ball. They have good shooters. They're smart, but they just don't have an overwhelming, I don't know, guy or guys and and they don't really play defense so that's kind of my issue with them but Mm -hmm. you know i i'm kind of talking myself into purdue but they're they're young i just love their i love their big guys Edie, this another seven four dude uh travion williams they they play good defense i I, matt painter's an awesome coach 
I, I just honestly, I think in my final four, which we'll get to, I think Illinois is going to be my only big 10 pick and no disrespect to Iowa. I like Iowa. I just tend to, I'm looking to Ken Palm, Ken Palm right now. And I like to take, you know, teams that are good on both sides of the ball are well balanced. I think in the tournament that is proven to matter. And Iowa's defense is just not very impressive. <laughs> right. I don't know what's yeah, going on with camp. It's suspect, I, that's for sure. Yeah, I, I had I took Iowa minus six yesterday, and then Wieskamp went out. I think I would have covered that if not for that injury. I'm not sure what his status is. But, um, yeah, I think the Big Ten's a really good conference. But in terms of true contenders, I think, for me, it's Illinois. And, I, of course, I could see Michigan or these other teams, but Illinois is really the only one I feel great about. Yeah, no, I mean, Illinois, they just have that, that inside-outside. And obviously, just, you know, the NBA talent is just <laughs> – very, very much there on that team, and you know, whereas, like you said, Michigan and even Ohio State, they they do everything well. Michigan and they don't rely on just one player to get it done. But at the same time, you kind of you need that big star player to go to in those moments of need, especially when the stakes are highest. So, you know, I can definitely can definitely agree with you there. And you know, Illinois just seems to be the the cream of the crop in the Big Ten this year. That's the way it's shaken out. Besides, obviously, Michigan has something to say about that, but. uh when you look at the odds boards, you know, it looks, it's, it's really, it's Gonzaga and, and Baylor and Michigan. Those are the, the usually the consensus uh, single digit uh, teams to win it all. But Illinois, you might get a little bit of value there. Even I've, I've seen some spots higher than 10 to one. So uh, could be, could be worth a look. Of course, you can't bet that in the state of Illinois, but I'm surprised by that. Are you surprised by the, like, I'm not surprised that they're fourth, I guess, out of those teams. But I'm surprised that they're kind of a distant fourth. Yeah, no, I am too. And I, I know like some people that have power ratings have like a pretty clear drop off after the top three there. But I, I really think that, and you know, to your point before too, it's a really top heavy or more than we that we really expected at the start of the year. But I feel like Illinois, you're still just getting not getting as much love there. Maybe that's because all the Illinois, you know, all the Illinois betters can't bet it locally or something. <laughs> that could have something to do with it because they're yeah. just not getting that influx of of uh, money in the regulated markets, but. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I can't help but think that Illinois actually could have a little bit of value there, mm-hmm. uh, especially with the in one seed in a situation where they're not going to be. You know, they're going to be. I want to say they're going to have easy games to start the tournament because, as we know, no game's easy. But you know, if, if you're betting them at eleven, ten to one, or whatever, and they're sitting in the Sweet Sixteen, they're not going to be big underdogs in any game they play in. So usually, I'm all about the money line rollover, but they mm-hmm. could be maybe the exception to the rule uh, this year. Yeah, and I'm wondering if like they were kind of un—I mean, not unimpressive, but they were they were very inconsistent earlier in the season. And I wonder if that's just kind of thrown off like their metrics. I, I'd be willing to bet that in the past 10, 15 games that their numbers look a lot better. But even I have Ken Palm open right now; they're number eight in offense, number six in defense. So right. I don't know. I mean, maybe I'll be proven wrong. But and like I said, I have no allegiance to this, to this Illinois team. I kind of wish I wasn't doing bracket pools with, you know, probably a bunch of people who are going to take them far. Uh, Cause I like them. I, I agree. In Illinois, I mean, they have like just all the ingredients that you would want with the inside outside game, great guard play, go-to scores, great coaching. So it's, it's really have everything that you would, you would hope for in a tournament team. So let, let's, let's close out with it, with our predictions then we got our, I, I'd love to hear your projected final four here. And, and maybe if you have any, uh, any Cinderella's for us. Yeah. Um, so my, my, I have three one seeds preface this by saying that in my actual picks, I think I'll probably take two one seeds, but I have Gonzaga, Illinois, Baylor and Arkansas, which is 
kind of random. Um, you know, no, I love that. One. You just picked my Cinderella. Are you <laughs> okay. Well, I, mean, yeah. I don't know if I would call them a like they're a sleeper Final Four team. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I, I mean, it, and just sorry to interrupt you, but I, I heard that they were at seventy to one at William Hill. I haven't looked, but I'm seeing some fifty to ones out there. Yeah, so, DraftKings yeah. is fifty to one. That's what I have open right now, um, and I. Yeah, they're they're top thirty on both sides of the ball, and kind of like what I just said about Illinois. That's they've been especially awesome lately. Um, I really like their coach Musselman. I like Moses Moody. I you know it's not like I really think they're going to make it <laughs> necessarily. I just for the value and you know for the sake. I'm just not very thrilled with any of these other teams and odds I'm seeing. But uh, yeah, that's that's who I went with. Nice. Yeah, no, they're deep too. I was doing some research before we started recording just so I could throw this out there, but they have nine players that are averaging 12 or more mm-hmm. a game. So it's like they're, they're deep as well. And as you, as you mentioned, Musselman, just a great coach and they've been cashing tickets. I don't know if the market really has caught up to them. I was last I looked 17 and seven against the spread and you know, they're playing well at the right time. So that's definitely a team that can make some noise come tournament time. And, and I, I hear you. I mean, it's really like Gonzaga and Baylor. It's there'll be a chalk for sure on a lot of brackets this year, but it's just, for all the right reasons, these teams just have, you know, they're stacked. They're just a cut above the rest. So they're, they're on mine as well. I, I'm a big fan of still of, of Bob Huggins in West Virginia. And I, I mentioned them at the start of the season on this podcast. Uh, they, they really have, and I really pay attention to guard play in the tournaments just because that, that means so much. And especially guys, you know, that can, that have experience and, and that can knock down free throws. And that's, that's a team that has guards that can make free throws and, shoot well from, from the free throw line. They've also won on the road this year. So they've shown, they've shown that they can win, you know, even though it's not in front of the big crowds that we're used to, they've been able to win away from home, big games. And I don't think they've lost a game by more than five points. I have to double check, but all their losses have been really close as well this year. And, and there's some good value on them, I think too. So West Virginia, I think is a team that I'm, I'm taking a good look at as well. Cause they fit that mold that I always look for with good coaching and good guard play. There, there was one game they lost by exactly five. And I know this because it was against Baylor and they lost by five <laughs> in overtime. And I had West Virginia plus four and a half, but oh, uh, of course, <laughs> that was a terrible beat, but uh, I think I was yeah. on the right side of that one. No, I, I like that pick a lot. I definitely thought about it. I feel like it's West Virginia's best offensive team in a while. Yeah, no, agreed. Agreed. And they're always, I mean, they're always a team that can reel off wins and frustrate opponents too. So, mm-hmm. uh, so yeah, but otherwise, I mean, we're, we're agreed on those and, uh, it's, it's going to be an exciting tournament, man. I'm really, really looking forward to, uh, to just seeing how it all plays out and, and hopefully we get some local teams you want to touch on Loyola Chicago really quick. It's sad because I know that, you know, I mean, first of all, we can't bet on them in, in the state of Illinois, but you just know that they're destined for that number eight, number nine seed. And when you take that look at Ken Palm, they're ranked number nine. I think you know, they're, they're a top 10 team on Kempom. And I think most people's power ratings, you know, Vegas power ratings, they're certainly a top 20 team um, on most people's ratings. And of course they're going to get the shaft as most of the mid majors do. But uh, do, you, do you think that they're equipped they're playing well at the right time? Do you think they can make another run again? Yeah, I do. The same, same thought on the eight, nine thing. I I'm hoping that maybe they'll just get bumped up to a seven or something. Cause even that I feel like would make a huge difference. Cause I really don't love any of the teams that are slotted to be two seeds right now. Um, I wouldn't it be funny if it was a Loyola Illinois game, but man, <laughs> I was I was watching uh, their game yesterday against Drake, and like I was texting my friends about it. And there's NBA defense, you know, not much at least in the regular season. Then there's college basketball, normal game defense. Like, okay, these guys are trying really hard. Loyola is just on another level from that. Like their their defense is absurd. They're so well coached. Um, 
Cam Crutwig looks like a retired cop, but he plays like Nikola. <laughs> I, I freaking love that dude, and I hope he makes another uh, deep run. Like it's just hard to say without knowing what their draw is going to be. But you know, I wouldn't want to be. I wouldn't want to be Loyola on the eight nine line at the same time. I would not want to be the one C to S to play them. I wouldn't want no. to be the nine C to S to play them as an eight. Like they just seem like a pain in the ass. Um, I, you know, I wouldn't like anything. I'm not going to say, yeah, they're going back to the final four, but like, I don't think this team's worse than that team. So they definitely can. Right. And I think, you know, what people will see when the spreads come out in their games, you know, it's, they're not going to be big dogs like, you know, the other eight or nine seeds or 10 seeds or whatever. And I agree with you hundred percent. They'll be better served getting a 10 than an eight or a nine this year, just the way it's, it's uh, shaped out being so top heavy um, on the one line. So we'll see, we'll see how it plays out, but I think we're going to be in store for, for the madness that we usually get in March. And uh, let's close out by, and, and thanks again for coming on. This is so great hearing your insight and definitely want to bring you back on again, you know, it's you know, definitely for college hoop season next year, but tell people where they can find you. I don't, and uh, Feel free to give a plug to uh, play Illinois. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. I, I think I'm going to get into baseball betting this year. So if you're into that at all, let me know. Uh, no, perfect. No, that's perfect. I, I, love baseball. I just haven't never, I mean, I've, dabble in the past but anyway and, and you're a former college baseball player yourself as well yeah br- very briefly yeah. but uh <laughs> yeah. yeah but but still are you, are you gonna show up on that have you seen that uh the twitter account like random college athletes oh god i don't if, know if you see that if, yeah no i have seen that <laughs> if they have like literally just a fall season picture then that could work but i, don't I mean I, th- I think you might you could still fall under that maybe you'll get tweeted out one day i saw sammy from uh from the <laughs> jersey shortcuts we got tweeted out the that other day great. i did see that yeah. uh so I'll, I'll be on the lookout for you there awesome but yeah <laughs> elsewhere you can yeah, visit PlayIllinois.com if you don't need to register for any of the sports books. If you just need news on the online casino or sports betting, we have all the odds there, etc. Uh, on Twitter, we're at Play underscore Illinois. I don't tweet much personally, but we're tweeting there a lot, so feel free to give that a follow. And then I also run this satirical sports media social channel type deal. It's called The Unathletic, and we are on Instagram. We have a good amount of following on there, so if you're so inclined, <laughs> throw me a follow on there. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much what I'm up to. You have like a million followers on that account. It's insane, man. Yeah, it's insane. There's like, there's literally zero chance the doggy juice pot even sniffs that ever, no matter what. Yeah, it's, it's incredible. And everyone, all listeners out there should definitely add that because it's like, it's so perfect the way that, you know, it's a satire of everything that we follow and, and it's really well done and really creative. So hats off to you for that one and getting all those followers that you have on that at, at the Unathletic. Appreciate that. All right, dude. Well, good luck with your uh, with your term in action. Really appreciate the insight here, and uh, we'll definitely be following you at Play Illinois, and, and uh, we'll be bringing you back on the Doggy Juice Pod soon enough, hopefully. Yeah, I appreciate that. Thanks again for having me. All right. Take care, Joe. All right. Bye. All right, thank you very much, Joe. That was terrific. Be sure to give him a follow, all of you listeners out there, and check out PlayIllinois.com and all of their sister websites, including PlayColorado.com, which did a nice feature on PlayUp and our Colorado launch yesterday, actually, um, at the beginning of the week. Just a quick reminder for all of you listeners, because I always like to bring this up um, at this time of year, but if you're looking to bet a team's future uh, for the big dance, you know, to win it all, or even in conference tournaments, you are almost always, with rare exceptions, better off doing a money line rollover instead of betting on this on the team that you're looking at uh, on the futures board. The household on futures is a lot larger than most people think, the whole percentage, um, and you're just not getting the best bang for your buck when you're doing this most of the time, if not all of the time, pretty much. There's rare exceptions to this, but you're better off 
taking that initial stake that you want to bet on that team and betting them game by game and rolling over the winnings uh, accordingly. Doing that will almost always yield a higher payout and sometimes significantly higher. And the best part is you don't need them to win it all to cash your ticket. You can get out at any time and keep your winnings um, and just to, you know adjust your strategy accordingly. If you know if some new information comes across, you don't need that team to win it all in order to cash your ticket and no worry about hedging or anything like that. Uh, you're just going to be in a better position if you're doing it game by game, money line rollover, and you have a lot more flexibility on your end. And of course, you could also shop around for the best price when you're doing that as well. To tie in what we were talking about before in terms of stacking the deck in your favor, signing up for as many books as possible. So the money line rollover is definitely the way to go. And to that end, if you're looking for edges on the daily college basketball board, then look no further than the Dimer Spot over at the Quick Pick section at Dimers.com, which does thousands of simulations on college basketball games and really any other games that are taking place in all sports for that matter. You can find uh, you know, the Dimer Spot. They're going to give you a nice edge on a lot of these plays uh, on a day-by-day basis. So be sure to check that out. And if you want good information ahead of the players this weekend uh, in, in the world of golf, Dimers has you covered there as well. And I know I'm bringing up some a sour subject, at least for myself. Last year, I was on Hideki Matsuyama at pretty long odds, got a great price on him in the players last year. And he, uh, if I remember correctly, he tied the course record in the first round and was in the lead. And then they canceled the tournament, of course, uh, due to coronavirus so never got to see that one go through so it's kind of bringing back bad memories for me but the players is an excellent term and i know everyone's looking forward to that this weekend so best of luck on your action there oh yeah all right that'll do it for this episode of the doggy juice podcast as always follow the pod on twitter and instagram at doggy juice and if you enjoyed listening to this then please rate the doggy juice podcast on apple podcasts leave a review if you can Just giving a quick rating only takes like 10 seconds and really helps get the pod out there uh, to more people who can benefit from it, especially those who are interested in learning more about the latest on state-by-state sports betting legalization and how to become just a more well-informed sports better ahead of March Madness. So it can really help a lot in anything you do that can help spread the word and spread the love. It's very much appreciated on my end. I'll be back next week, and by that time we will have our NCAA tournament field set So I'll be back uh, to take a look through the bracket and offer value ahead of the opening weekend, our favorite four days and the entire sports calendar here at the Doggy Juice Pod. All right, everyone, good luck on your action over the next few days and this weekend, and I will talk to you all again next week. Doggy Juice out. (laughs) 